The more you die, the better it gets. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Curry Blake with us on the show. Curry is the president or the leader of John G. Lake Ministries, and they are a healing ministry, and they see lots of amazing miracles happen and just God doing powerful things because they believe the Word of God, which says that we will do even greater things than what Jesus did as he walked this earth, which includes things like touching people and healing them and just living lives of freedom and victory and joy. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard times or anything like that. But God has called us to do great things on this earth. But Curry is talking today about faith and just some principles of faith. And this is going to be part one of a two-part message on the principles of faith. Here's Curry. So let's get in the Word of God where we've been going through the basic uh, principles of faith. And I've been teaching you uh, concerning having a project of faith and actually uh, all the different aspects. You know, Dr. Sumrall used to say that uh, faith was like a diamond and that it could possibly have 56 different facets to it. And no matter how you look at it, you can turn it and look at it from a different angle and see a whole new revelation. And that's really very true. And so today we're going to be looking at the fact of that there are certain principles of faith, or what we call faith principles. And some of the ones uh, are, these are some of the things that Dr. Summerall taught us, and so I'm just sharing some of these things because I don't want them to uh, uh, just stay with me. I want to pass them on. What was given to me, I want to pass on to others. So we want to share these. So go with me. Uh, first off, we will look at Luke chapter 18. Luke 18. <clears throat> I think uh, yesterday we were in Luke 17:7, so today we're going to Luke 18:8. And so I guess if you want to know where, where we will be tomorrow, I guess look at Luke 19:9. I guess no, I, I don't know what <laughs> if that would be, but in Luke 18 verse 8, <clears throat> it says, uh, "Let's see, is that uh, where I'm at? Is that where I want to go?" Looks like we want to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we want to look back at uh, verse 6. We'll start in verse 6. And it says, uh, Hear what the unjust judge saith. Now, we could go way back further and go into it even more. But he says here, See, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? In other words, many times we want an answer to prayer right away, and generally it's good. But we have to realize sometimes as we are praying that God is actually trying to arrange things and we're trying to make it happen now and God has to sometimes get people in certain situations. Take for example, one everybody knows is Daniel. Daniel began praying and 21 days later the angel shows up and says, Daniel, the day you started praying, I was sent. I mean that day God answered his prayer. He sent Daniel, but there was resistance in the heavenlies and he actually had to fight his way through. And see, this is one thing that most Christians don't even think about, don't even realize, that there are spiritual aspects of this and that there are there is spiritual forces at war trying to keep you from receiving the answer to your prayer. And then many times, most Christians, honestly, they become more of a hindrance to themselves uh, because they start second-guessing themselves and wonder, well, I wonder why it ain't working. Well, it must not be God's will. Do you think Daniel might have 
been able to go through some of those things. And when it took 21 days, you know, some people would say, man, I wish my prayer would be answered in 21 days. You know, I've been praying this for, you know, three years. I've been praying it. Well, okay, maybe, uh, possibly, the reason it's taken so long is because you've wavered back and forth. You ever think about that? Because when you waver, everything stops. Now, the good thing is, when you waver, everything doesn't start over. But when you waver, everything stops. And then whenever you come back and run, you go, know what? Bless God, no. His, his word is true. Guess what? It starts right then. It doesn't, you don't have to start over. It starts right from where you left it, and it starts growing again. Because your words put life into that seed that's planted. Now, I'm referring to some of the things we've already taught uh, in, in this uh, series that we're teaching. But I want you to realize that many times why, why prayers take so long is one day you're saying, oh, this is it. This is the way it's going to be. God's going to do it. He's faithful. And then tomorrow, man, you know, just because you haven't seen it yet, well, you know, maybe it's not God's will. Maybe that's why I haven't got it yet. It's just maybe God said no, and everything stops. The next day, well, no, you know what? The Bible's the Bible, and it says it. So here, And you just waver. So what would have taken, you know, 21 days ends up taking 42 days. Why? Because you can't stay in one spot and stay strong and stand. And so many times, uh, I would say by far the majority of the time is that. Now add to that the spiritual aspect of warfare where the enemy is trying to keep you from, from receiving what God has provided. Now you've got an added element and half the time Christians are working with the enemy in keeping the prayers from being answered. Beloved, you know, it's, <laughs> there's a, the story in the Old Testament. I remember, you probably remember it. Uh, where these lepers uh, were in outside the city. The city was under siege. And so they were, you know, said, you know, man, why, why are we sitting here? And actually they said, why sit we here till we die? You know, at least if, if we, we can sit here all, all, you know, the rest of our lives and die soon. But, or we could go to the enemy's camp. And if we go to the enemy's camp, well, they'll either kill us quick or feed us. And so they said, well, let's go. So they went to the enemy's camp. When they got there, all the enemy had fled. Because God had made them hear something else, and they all fled. And now these lepers are, are thinking, wow, this is a good deal, man. We walk in, we got everything. Well, and, and really, that's why, and, and even uh, Elijah said this thing. He says, why stand ye halt? Well, in other words, why do you stop? Why do you stand in between two decisions? Faith is a choice. Faith makes a decision. Don't bounce back and forth. You know, as we tell people here in Texas all the time, we've got uh, you know, traffic like a lot of places we've been. And you've probably said the same thing if you've been in heavy traffic. Ever, ever see a car ahead of you and you say, man, just pick a lane. Pick a lane, right? Well, that's, my, that's the word of the Lord for you today. Pick a lane, right? Make a choice. Make a decision. Stand somewhere. Make a decision. Say, you know what? This is the direction I'm going. God knows I'm going this direction. God, I believe it's God's will, and he knows, and he can make it happen. But you also have to realize, and, and I'm, I'm not backing down off this one bit. You stand strong in faith. God will meet you. Now, if it has something to do with other people, many times you have to realize God, man, the, the Bible is very clear. The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro on the face of the earth, seeking, seeking. God has to seek people in whom he can show himself strong. God doesn't just pick somebody and go, you, you're going to do this. Why well, I don't want, no, shut up and do it. You're just going to do it no matter what. No, he says, I want you. I want your will to be my will. Make your will my will. Choose to follow me. Okay, I'll follow you. Now, here's what I want you to do. Whatever you say. See, that's how God has to do with people because he can't just make people do things and violate their will. And so we need to realize that many times God, you know, I, I remember Catherine Kuhlman uh, telling her testimony 
And somebody interviewed her and said, you know what? Why do you think God chose you? And she said, oh, no. I wasn't God's first choice. She said, God went to three men first and offered this ministry. And three men turned him down. And then God came to me. And they said, how do you know that? She said, because I asked the Lord, why did you choose me? And he said, you were my fourth choice. I asked three other people and they said no. Now think about that. But God has to find people. He has to seek people in whom he can show himself strong. Well, beloved, today's the day. Man, decide. Say, I'll be that guy. I'll be, you know, here I am. Send me. Let me be that person. I'll be that person. You can show yourself strong. And he says, well, that's good. All you got to do now is die. Say, the, the minute you die and you get out of the way, I can use you. Great. But till then, I can only use you so far because you keep getting back in the way. And so that's why most people don't do it. They don't want to die. But I, I'll tell you, as a fact, beloved, the more you die, the better it gets. The more God works through you, the more things you see. That was Curry Blake. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Faith Principles with Curry Blake. You can also find out more about Curry at his website or at John G. Lake Ministries website, jglm.org. That is all I have for you today. I hope that you have a wonderful day today and that you go out and stretch your faith and believe and tell others about Jesus. I will see you again tomorrow for Fun Friday. God bless.